Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. Let's talk about pain. Oh, it's such an interesting thing, right? I get asked on a daily basis, I have this pain or I, how do I get rid of pain? How do I, am I just going to always have to live with pain and pain? It's just a, such a, even you say the word and it's pain. so like <laughs> exhausting and no one wants to deal with it and everyone wants to make it go away. Right. So we want to talk about understanding a little bit more about this pain thing that we all experience in life and really what we can start to do about it. Even you just, yeah, saying that at the beginning, it's just becoming like a drama, the pain, the tragedy. <laughs> well, the because I, I understand, like I feel these people when they're reaching out, right? Yeah. I feel what they're going through. And, and and I just think of my own clients too when they come in and it's something that you've been dealing with for so long and you're just so sick and tired of it and you feel like you've exhausted all your resources and you feel like, you know, helpless almost to it. Yeah. Absolutely. And super excited. Pain is one of my favorite topics to talk about because it's so complex and it's so intricate. And before we dive into that even more, like we just want to celebrate because this is episode 200. Woo! 200. Right. Episode Woo! 200, which is insane. Crazy. We started this as kind of a pandemic project, more yeah. or less, when I was kind of sitting on my hands after I just lost all my clients and we're like, hey, now's the time we should start the podcast. Um, got it rolling in 200 episodes later, like here we are. I know, pretty, pretty amazing. wild. Yeah. It's really wild. And it's been cool just to see, be able to get feedback from people and, and say, oh, I have a podcast on that. Like, go listen. We explain it in much more depth. And, and really, we're trying to say, okay, how can we like... Yes, we want to talk about pain and all the intricacies, but as always, we want to talk about like, how can we make it so easily and digestible for you to understand? And that's what we do in all these podcasts. So we're really excited about it. And if you listen all the way to the end, which I hope you do, because we're doing a few giveaways, so not just one giveaway, we're giving away some stuff. <laughs> so listen <laughs> until the end, because then you can be entered into the giveaway. Yes, giving away some goodies. And if you are someone who has listened, or you're a loyal listener, or heck, listening for the first time, we're trying to get more people listening, 200 new people on our 200th episode. So whether it's this episode or one that you've listened to in the past, like try sharing that out with two friends. Or if you haven't, go leave a review or a rating on your favorite podcasting platform that just like helps the podcast out so much. So we so much so appreciate that. It helps so we can get 200 more listeners and people learning about their body and trying to feel better. And that's what we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. So now without further ado, back into pain. Like, why do we feel pain? <laughs> yeah. And this is something that, you know, we've talked about with so many different people too, which I think is really cool. We've had other guests, physical therapists, a lot mm -hmm. of times too, who've come on and talked about their own pain experiences that they, yeah. they have within their body. So first of all, knowing that you're not alone, like Dom and I struggle with pain experiences yes. within our body, you know, and personally myself, my shoulder blade area on my right side only really kind of flares up in different situations. We're going to talk about why that mm -hmm. probably happens within the pain. Um, I also notice my knees sometimes if I know I'm not taking care of my body, you know, doing my hip mobility, doing my knee exercises directly. 
I will notice like all of a sudden if I just start running or or doing hit workouts, you know, doing things without addressing my body. Yeah. Um, those things will start to pop up and and recently like I've had elbow <laughs> my elbow was kind of like cranky. And so again, going back yeah. to the things I know that I neglect when I'm yeah. just lifting, but I'm not taking care of my mobility around my joints. Um so it's it's cool to be able to have these experiences of pain and 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 have the tools to be able to get out of them as well. Absolutely. And on my side, I, I always kind of jokingly call myself an orthopedic nightmare because I just I feel oh, like I know, and you you hate when I say that. But I like, do. We're gonna get into uh, that too, right? Right? Because the psychology around your pain, uh, and I I think I'm in a good place with my own pain. So when I say that, it's more like tongue in cheek or more joking. But my back, my upper back and neck, I've had pain in since I played football. And I think there's a lot of different factors that go into that, both the physical trauma of getting hit, the emotional trauma of some of the hits and just remembering that and a car crash that I got in that I dealt with a lot of neck pain afterwards. Um, my knees, I've had one, one surgery on my right knee, injured it a couple times. I know I've done something similar to my left knee and never had a surgery on that and that'll start talking to me like I started playing basketball a lot recently I've gone running trail running with our dog a few times here and there and now when I'll just be on a trail and I'll step kind of interesting or be walking down down the decline of the the hike I'll, I'll notice my knees talking to me um, my feet I also just have very rigid feet and if I'm doing some of these things like trail running or playing a lot of basketball and not taking care of my feet outside of that or going too far right away, um, my feet will start to talk to me. Even something like I woke up, what was it, a couple weeks ago and um, not even oh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. And I'm just like, I swear, I think I tore my rotator cuff or because uh, I, I have, you know, gotten a small tear in my rotator cuff on that side before and it felt very similar and just some of the symptoms. I'm like, I think I did something playing basketball yesterday. Um which all these things kind of make me chuckle because it's kind of when you're when you're young and an athlete and people always say like, oh, just wait till you get older. Just wait till you get older. Like I'm 29 and I'm already starting to notice some of these things like, man, I could go play five pickup basketball games for three hours straight and feel great the next morning and wake up and, you know, go work out and stuff like that. And it's not happening that exact same way anymore. So, you know, but what I think is so funny, too, is just like, you're saying all these activities that you do. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> people who are usually in pain are not trail running, are not, you know, going to play basketball as regularly as you do and, and play in a team and like all this stuff that is just like, I look at you and I'm just, I laugh too because I remember your shoulder thing and, oh, my husband, drama queen. <laughs> oh, stop. You don't know what I'm feeling. <laughs> I don't know what you're feeling. However, it was like constant movement of the shoulder, like constant. And then like it hurts when I do this. And I'm like, well, then don't do that. And then the next day he's like, oh, you know, it's it's a lot better. It's like doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, like 90 percent better because I kept moving it so much. Oh, and God. I was doing my rehab. We were driving in a car and I'm just sitting there like with my arm up doing external rotation. I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel good. But I think I should do it. <laughs> I think I should. I think I should do it. But even with like my neck pain, you yeah. know, something that we've talked about before, where I have woken up with just such kinks and cranks in my neck, and I I've, I've got a very crunchy neck and upper back where it'll crack, snap will crack and pop a lot. And I've just told her, I'm just like, I know that we literally do podcasts on this, but 
I feel like I want to go get an image. Like I'm starting to get that feeling in my mind, like, man, I want to get an image of this to see if anything's really wrong. And I, that's something that we have people tell us all the time. And we, and we tell them like, oh, you might go get the image and it'll tell you something, but really the prognosis or what you should do because of that doesn't really change. It doesn't really change, you know, get moving, get stronger, <laughs> work on your mobility unless you want to go into surgery, which depending on the injury and joint, you know, we've done a lot of podcasts on that too. Like what do the outcomes look like for doing an advanced intervention like a surgery or something? Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting how I've even in my own pain journey and cycle of that and what I would call a chronic and or persistent pain, um, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, man, I don't know what to do to get rid of this or to make this better, even though I know I have so many tools to work on it. <laughs> and that's what's so interesting to me. And this is why I feel like, you know, a therapist can empathize with you a lot of the time. Um, I don't have the pains that Dom has. I do have a crunchy neck. I remember <laughs> when we were filming one time and the sound guy is like, I just keep hearing a crack and I'm like, are you sure it's not my neck? Because every time I turn my head, my, <laughs> my neck pops. My a little neck bit. pops. <laughs> I hear cracking too. So is that what you're hearing? Okay, don't look right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's interesting. Like, know that you're not alone. You hear something, you feel something, and you think, oh my gosh, I need to go get that checked. Oh my gosh, I need to know exactly the structure that's happening, what that looks like. Tell me and explain this pain to me. That is what we want. That's our initial reaction to this because it it sounds scary or it feels scary or we're unsure if it will get better. And that's where I look at Dom and I'm like, but I see you thrive in so many situations where you forget about the pain and you have no neck stuff happening, right? And it is a lot of the times when you're taking care of your body and you're you're moving in the things that you're you know you should like for him it's a lot of stability work actually around his upper back and around his shoulder blades. And so when he's actually doing that stuff, you know, massive improvement. And we both know too when we're taking care of our environment in terms of what nutrients we're putting in our body, are we controlling the inflammation as best as we can? Then we both notice a reduced tension and a reduced pain symptoms around our body. So it's it's so interesting, you know, when I hear him talk about these needing the MRI or being uncertain or feeling these things, and I and I think but we've gotten you out of that or you've gotten you out of that and you're you're okay and then the next week i'm deadlifting 400 pounds or something right exactly (laughs) so it just doesn't match up (laughs) so just know that you're not alone in wanting that however that's where we're going to kind of talk about the different causes of where pain can come from because it's not always just physical it's not always just tissue damage that happens and a lot of times what we say or what we see So even if we see an MRI image, which on a lot of people might be quote unquote normal as you start to age, but you see that and it's going to inflate everything that you're experiencing. We inflate it or we start to try and equate it to how we feel. And, And we talk about this endlessly in podcasts is what you see on the image doesn't necessarily equate to what you feel in life. Like I have one third of my total meniscus left in my the inside of my right knee which is basically the padding between your knees and just just yesterday i had somebody email and say like oh i just got an image and 
they said that my I'm having some meniscus damage. Like, what can I do? I I I wanted to join your program, but but now I don't feel like I can. And it's like, as soon as they hear like, oh, you might have some meniscus damage, even if they weren't having major pain or major symptoms, um, even if they're still doing activities outdoor, like suddenly it restricts and makes you feel like, oh, I can't do that anymore. I've got this issue. Like, I don't think that's necessarily the case. So I I do just want to talk briefly about like what causes pain or why do we even perceive pain mm-hmm. and it does have to do with this perception of danger somewhere in our body whether it is because of an initial tissue damage whether it's because we're in a scared situation and then all of a sudden we step on a lego because we're walking around in the dark and i chose a lego because it's the most painful thing <laughs> by far to step on i'll take a bed full of nails over a bucket of legos any day but what happens is our nerve perceives that and it puts us over this threshold, right? We all kind of rest at this low threshold, say we, we normally rest at zero. And at 10 is when our brain says, oh, hey, there's something going on down there. Let's tell those tissues to feel pain or perceive pain. And so you step on the Lego and you shoot up to like 75 and your, your brain's going to say, ooh, foot pain. And there's even some reflexes at play too that will say like, oh, you step on something danger. Like, let me get that, let me get my foot away from that. And that's why we step on something and immediately we'll draw our foot away. And, or and, like when we, when we get back pain and our back automatically stiffens up, right? That's, yeah. that's that reflexive patterning that's happening within the body as well to say, oh, let me protect you. Yeah. Don't bend. Do not move, right? And yeah. a lot of people who have that that pain pattern start to come on in the back. There is this tightening, sometimes the spasming that happens within the back as well. Yeah. And again, that's just your brain trying to protect you. It doesn't mean you can't move. It means that your body's trying to limit movement because it wants to protect you from whatever was yeah. potentially causing that pain. So physical, like th- there definitely is this physical component to pain mm-hmm. and we never want to completely disregard that there are physical things that can cause pain and tissue damage can be painful and can have a lot of short-term pain it's once we start to go down the road like what happens beyond that so in your back example like you stiffen up and your back is all stiff and then we start getting these messages whether they're from doctors or from other people like oh don't bend over don't bend your spine or don't pick something up we start to put those in and pattern those in as messages and then it starts to add in almost this emotional and psychological aspect of pain where now instead of resting at a zero (laughs) when we're not in pain our system is just resting at a five or a six and it's going to take so much less for us to get above that pain threshold because now our, our mind is stressed we're constantly paying attention to the back oh i need to protect this i can't bend over i can't pick something up um, a lot of these limiting beliefs and factors where a lot of what we say is the exact opposite. Okay, how do we get the, the body out of that cycle, start to make it feel safety, feel stable and supported so that you can, so that you can bend, so you can pick things up. Yeah, even I remember being in a in a workshop or a course for physical therapists and there was a mm-hmm. physical therapist that was sitting there and he said, you know, I had been like told my back pain was so severe. I needed to remain in neutral spine so much that I became afraid to tie my own shoes. I couldn't bend down and tie Mm. my own shoes because that would take me out of a neutral spine position. And I thought I needed to be in this protective state all the time, which only 
like made the pain even worse. And that's what we we need to also think about as well. If I am like the initial tension that you get from from that that stress and that pain that happens, that's natural. However, if I now hold myself there and I'm telling myself, I can't move out of this, I can't do anything different, I can't, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, it's gonna cause more pain, it's gonna cause more damage is where we usually go. If I do anything, yeah. if I round my spine, it's gonna damage my spine even more. Well, then what only happens is we tighten down even more. We lock down even more. And we're, we're creating more tension within that. And so like Dom said, you're already resting at a higher state. Now you're adding tension into that. Like, yeah. I mean, anything, anything happens, you're going you're gonna to elicit that pain response. And we also have to realize that everyone develops pain. <laughs> we all develop pain. And it's a necessary part of the human experience. Yes. If we don't have these pain signals happening, then we don't know when something needs to change. We don't know when we need to get off that Lego. <laughs> yeah. We don't know if we need to add something in to start to lower that threshold that our body is resting at, which isn't just physical. And we're going to talk about that as well. Yeah, because there's infinite contributors that can be impacting our pain and what we feel. I mean, we talked physical and psychological and some of these mental aspects that can work in. And then also there's the environment and the environment we spend every day in. Um, and what are you surrounding yourself with? Uh, what are you eating? What are you putting in your body? Are they things that your body processes well? Are they things that might cause a higher degree of an inflammatory response? You know, there are a lot of things Jen mentioned at the beginning that like if we eat them, we know our body doesn't react to them as well. And we might feel a little bit swollen or a little bit weighed down. And those things are going to cause us to not be at that zero resting level. We're going to start at a two or a three or a four, depending on your response to that. And there's so much more talk these days about what type of environmental toxins are in our area and how those can impact pain or physical responses in our body. Inflammation is not bad, right? It's helping to kind of get good things to, our, to those areas and clear them out. However, if we're resting in this chronic inflamed state, if it becomes this mm -hmm. chronic inflammation, this chronic tightness, think about like we talked about with the tension that's happening. If I now need to lock down, create more tension, create more tension, create more tension, I'm almost creating more inflammation. And so the same with food. If I create, if I'm putting more foods that I know my body gets really bloated or I get gassy a lot or I'm, I feel swollen in my fingers. So if I'm constantly adding in these things that are causing this inflamed state that I'm only adding to that tension. And I'm adding to the tension that I'm putting on the nerves. And the nerves are what's telling my brain that there's pain. So if I add pressure and tension from that inflammation or from the ten tensioning down into an area, then I'm adding pressure onto my nerves, which are going to send signals up to my brain and going to tell my brain there's pain. And it might not be from that physical stimulus, but it might be as a result of what we're doing psychologically or a result of what we're doing in our environment. And our good friend, Ali, or fellow therapist as well, Dr. Alex Anderson, who's we've had on the podcast, kind of talks about this battery aspect. So if we think about our phone being, it goes all the way down to like one to two percent battery life. And we start noticing maybe it's glitching or maybe, you know, it's not it's not working as well. I can't navigate the apps as well. Something's happening. But if we plug it in and we 
get it to rest and reload, we notice everything starts to work better or, or a car starting to go lower on gas. If you're going right into, you know, you're going empty or your, your oil's really going low, you'll notice that things are starting to glitch on your car as well. Well, that's the same within our body. So it's not just physical movement, but we also have to say, okay, what refills my battery? What gives me fuel? Fuel comes from food, nutrients, water, sleep, reducing stress. These are all the environmental factors that reload our battery. So things are going to start glitching. Pain is going to start signaling if I'm not reloading my battery. Yeah. And that's one that we hadn't really mentioned. It was sleep and how important sleep is oh my God. to be able to recover any tissue damage or inflammation that may have happened, the, the no- normal tissue damage or inflammation that may have happened in your average day, process the rest of that food, get into that restful digestive state, clear all the metabolites and gunk out of our brain from the previous day of thinking and doing. And if we're not getting good sleep, yeah, we're starting with half of that gunk still there in our body. And I know that there are plenty of times that you and I have strung together a few days in a row of not completely recharging our battery, not completely working all of the gunk out, and it impacts us. Totally. That's when I will start to feel my shoulder blades start to pop up, is if I know Mm. that I'm maybe not fueling myself as well, or maybe I am, but I'm not sleeping, I'm super hyper-stressed. When I get into a lot of stress where I feel like I'm running into anxiety and the things that I have to do and trying to keep up with life, and which we all start to do a lot, right? That's when that pain starts to pop up. And a lot of times what I've noticed too with clients is I already have such a busy life. Well, now I have this pain happening and I can't have this pain. And and like, and we start to only overdrive into that anxiety even more because of the pain that we're having. Mm-hmm. So we have to really look at that psychological aspect of pain. I think that's so incredibly huge. How are we talking about our pain? How are we feeling about our pain? Makes an impact on what we physically are feeling in that threshold. We're going to spill over that threshold and we're going to send those signals down even more. If I'm saying that pain is tearing up my body or I feel like I'm going to break if I do something or if when we catastrophize some of these incidences of pain experiences, we have studies that show that it makes that prognosis less longer of what's happening. It, it decreases our rate at which we can heal because we're catastrophizing what's happening, which might not be the case. Our body's so resilient. Yeah, and it's resilient, so it doesn't need us to continue to dump more of that stress on top of it. And I feel like one of the difficult things is starting to try and detach yourself from things providers or other people may have told you in the past about that image that you got of yourself or you know, the diagnosis that you have gotten in the past that is kind of, that kind of always comes up and seems to be the, oh, I can't do this because I have blank, mm-hmm. you know, rather than saying that like, oh, that that's difficult for me right now. I would love to do that at some point in the future. What can I do right now mm-hmm. to be able to start and build up to that, you know, kind of flip the story on its head. And that doesn't mean like you can suddenly jump and pick up a heavy box if that's something that you've continued to tell yourself that, oh, I can't do that. But Instead saying like, oh, that that makes me a little nervous right now and acknowledge that, Mm -hmm. but say, what is it that I can do to start stepping up that ladder to picking up a heavy box on the ground? And there's always that first step. There's always that first minimal step to get up. Even in that case, it would be 
laying down on your back and getting some great breaths in to find some stability in your core. For my upper back pain, when I get all jacked up and I start feeling upper back pain during these podcasts is a time that I start to get triggered sometimes because we're talking, we're sitting up here on these stools, I'm sitting in one position. But when I take just like a few deep breaths and get my ribs expanding and find that stability in my core, your breath also helps you reduce those stress signals coming from your brain. Immediately, that helps to start alleviate some of the pains in my upper back and neck. And I have worked with clients who have had back pain for 20 years and you lay them down on their back and get them to start breathing and they are like crying because they're just like, I've never, I've never had such little pain as I have right now in this moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so then there you go. There's that first step, finding that sta- safety, finding that stability in the core. And now it starts making approaching that, picking something up off the ground just a little bit easier. Right. And we know that one of the major things, I mean, and this is, we can look at so many studies to prove and to show one of the things that is going to help to recharge that battery, going to help to lower that threshold. So we're not getting those pain signals over spilling. That is movement. Hmm. Movement is key. Um, And on so all the podcasts that we talk about when we're talking about pain issues, we bring up specific movements that can help because movement almost of any kind can help and it's not damaging especially if we're taking pressure off of that area improving the mobility around so not maybe it's the low back that's hurting okay what if I started to open up my hips and my upper back so I'm not focusing on my low back but I start to open up around Mm. it that can automatically start to reduce that tension and pressure at the low back because I'm not focused on it anymore I'm opening up what's happening around and then Mm. creating that strength and stability is going to help to provide that resiliency within the body because pain is going to happen. That's like saying like, oh, you know, my dentist said something was was happening within my teeth and I was starting to develop cavities. So I'm just going to brush my teeth really hard for like five weeks straight, go back. Oh, look, no more cavities. I'm good. I don't need to do brush my teeth anymore. No more brushing, no more flossing. Who needs that anymore? I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't happen, right? We don't, but but somehow we think about that with movement. Oh, yeah. I, don't, oh I got out of pain. I got out of pain. I'm good. I don't need to do those I things don't need anymore. To do those exercises. We're done. It's, it's a little crazy, right? So when yeah. we start to think about it, okay, what are the things then that I'm going to start to implement that are going to make change? And that's really what we want to talk about now. Yeah, with our giveaway. <laughs> well, and just what we've created. Yeah, to, I mean, to help with this, to help with pain. It is kind of great that our 200th episode is coming out right after, you know, just after we've launched the Gen Health platform, which is going into the future where you're going to get all of your solutions for aches and pains that you've had in the body. And it's just, we've put this together over the past year. It's been over a year of development mm-hmm. to bring this platform together that is going to help you in that journey. And the thing that I love about it is it's so simple. When you come in on the front end, you select what body part you may have been having the most aches and pains around or you're having the most issues with, and it immediately presents, okay, try one of these plans. So there's a low back plan, there's a hip plan, there's a knee plan. How many are there? 13? Well, there's also quick tips based on what you choose as well. So Mm -hmm. like if you're not ready, okay, say you're not ready, start a plan. Okay. We have all our quick tips as well from Instagram that kind of get populated for you as well that you can kind of look through for free. <laughs> you can start yeah. this and at least try 
moving and search them if anybody's ever complained like yeah. oh i can't remember where that post was or i can't find that post like we have made jen's instagram searchable <laughs> and you can go in and just search hip pain or back or low back and it'll bring something up even like breath and it'll bring the most relevant posts up that she has done in the past couple of years um and there's also different playlists or collections of Movement like, playlist. Yeah, desk mobility or morning mobility or warm up or, you know, foot and ankle, like things like that. So we have different movement playlists within that explore section too. So such a cool platform. And again, it's only going to get better and it's only going to keep on growing. And I think that's the most exciting thing for me is that, yeah, I've had my other programs out and that's based on what I think is most important for people. And I don't know what you need. So I've always been like, here are the tools. You pick and choose what you need and put together what you need. Yeah. That's a limiting factor. And I understand that. Now I have to interview. We, like, we interviewed a ton of people. We found out what wasn't working. And what wasn't working is that when you're already in pain, having to then make decisions when you already feel exhausted. Maybe you've tried PT, you've tried Kyra, you've tried all these things and, and nothing's worked. Now you're presented with something where you have to choose again. It's like it makes yeah. it really limiting and it makes it really hard. So I was like, okay, let, how can I take what I know can help and put it into a day-by-day -day set plan so you don't have to think about it. You just come and you do. And I made sure that, especially for the pain plan. So if you're looking for something more like full body workouts included, that's where the full body plans are great. We have a full body mobility, full body, low impact, full body plan. Um, but if you're really wanting to be specific on your low back and you're like, I never do mobility. I never do these, you know, little PT stability yeah. exercises. I never do these things. Come into one of these plans. I made sure that every day is not going to take more than 10 to 15 minutes and you don't, you're not overwhelmed with a bunch of videos. You have one to two things to watch. It's not just about doing the things, but I educate. And that's what makes this platform different than what you might get from a PT printout <laughs> from, you know, typical, yes. typical programs that are just going to give you an image and follow that. This is, or, or tell you how many to do. This is really your ability to learn and to understand how this is helping your body, why you might need it, why you might need to modify or progress it or make it different. I really want you to understand your body so that when pains and things start to pop up, you know what you can grab to, you know what you can do. And the, the other brilliant thing about this is if you come across a, a exercise or a workout that you're like, this is what I need, you can save it into a, a folder so that on days that maybe it doesn't pop up again, you have it readily available. You don't have to go search it through the days and you have it in a folder that's like low back, you know, my golden exercises or whatever you want to name it. Mm -hmm. And you can come back and do those as often as needed. Yeah. And so the real exciting thing is <laughs> for the giveaway, we are going to give five people a year access, a full year access into the Gen <laughs> I like Health how he asked me. platform. <laughs> I <laughs> just want to make sure I didn't say it out. A year access into the Gen Health platform. And all you need to do is go and leave a review for our podcast. Because again, we want to get these podcasts out to more and more people. And we also want to share the Gen Health platform with more and more people. There's also a monthly option right now yeah. that you can just sign up monthly to get into the plans and check it out. So we're going to try and get 200 reviews, 200 new reviews for our 200 episode 
on the podcast. So if you go leave a review and email us at jen at docgenfit.com with your just a picture of your review or like, hey, I reviewed, it's under this name, um, then we can verify that and put you in kind of that drawing for a free year. What I also bring within the Gen Health platform and because we talked about all these factors, right? Physically, environmentally, psychologically, what you get physically, yes, you get the movements. You get something hopefully a little bit different than you haven't seen before. And I get that feedback a lot. So you get that. You get a day-to-day plan that you get to follow. However, environmentally, we're, we're doing breathwork classes to really help reduce that stress as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and these breathwork classes, you can come back to as often as you need it. We also have mindset tools um, that I have in most of the pain programs because you have to understand what we're saying to our body really has an impact on what we're feeling in our body. Like, I mean, this whole self-love movement really went around a lot, right? With like, oh, how I'm looking at myself in the mirror, how I'm talking to myself. It's really going to reflect how I'm I'm presenting myself out into the world. Well, it's the same as how I'm talking to my body in terms of the pain and the issues that you feel like it's developing. You know, if, if your body is broken, it can't do anything. It's this, it's that. That's what's going to continue to pop up and be shown to you. And so really working through that, like we have that. And then psychologically as well, we have a community and I show up at twice a month. We're Mm. potentially going to have other PTs start to come up and and present different topics as well, uh, because we want you to, one, not feel alone. You're not alone. Mm. I think that's one of the greatest things about kind of like you said, the the self-talk or the mindset, like doing daily affirmations, doing that stuff is great. It can be difficult. You know, we're Mm -hmm. our own worst critic and we're in our head the most, you know, literally all day long. And so the amount that you're consciously telling yourself those affirmations can be difficult to overcome some of those negative thoughts. But with the community, it gives a place where how often, even in the live that we just had the other day, there are people asking questions and then there are immediately one or two people that are answering questions from the community saying, oh, this is what I've dealt with or this is what I've tried and I have found it helpful. So again, it gives you that accountability, that support system and just a really incredible supportive community that you can work through this journey with. Yeah, because no matter what diagnosis you continue to come up against, you know, no matter what pain you've continued to come up against, you're not alone in feeling that. And we have a lot of people Mm -hmm. who are very active well into their 60s and 70s, which is really fun to see too. Yeah. Um, so super active people, people who are conscious of their of what they put in their body and yet so confused as to why they still have pain. And so being able to work through these pain issues as a community and know that you're not alone and and continue to understand the body on a deeper level and what you can do to really support it. It's been just so fun to have this community and I'm excited to see where it grows and mm-hmm. how we continue to expand because eventually we don't want it to just be Domini. We want to have other physical therapists contributing as well and and helping and and building to create something that's going to be hopefully pretty pretty awesome and there's a free week did we say that i think so so come in and at least (laughs) start a plan because you at least get a week free so at least give your body a chance to to see what's available when you start so go leave a review for the podcast Snap a screenshot of it or email us at jen at docgenfit.com and send us that screenshot or just the name that you submitted the review under and we will put you in the drawing for a free year. 
so wild to complete a 200th episode. We just appreciate you so much for being here, being a part of this community, watching us grow, and hopefully sharing the word with other people to get them out of pain as well. So don't forget to submit that review. Just take a screenshot so we know it's you because we don't see your names and emails on there. And just send it in, jen at docgenfit.com.